This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio this Monday morning. So here's our question. And it's an interesting question. You and I talked about this before. Should I expect someone to forgive me right away? That's one of those nuanced questions that yes and no, maybe so. Let me give some life-changing counsel. Yes, let's do that. Uh, have very low expectations of everyone. That way you'll always have your expectations met. met yes. you know? uh, I, I always say I have high hopes and low expectations for most people. And um, that's, that's not meant to be insulting. It's just, no, I don't meet my own expectations, let alone letting other people do it. So, um, yeah. So, but I get what they're saying. Should I expect someone to forgive me right away? Let me, let me put all my like candor cards on the table. Okay. okay. Uh, there have been times um, when my wife has upset me, um, hurt me, frustrated me, whatever, um, and I have withheld forgiveness because I have been capital P angry. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, I changed the word. Yes. Um, for our sensitive audience. Um, so I understand being on this end. There have been times when I have made her angry and she has withheld forgiveness. Should we? I think the biblical answer is yes, we should. Give immediate forgiveness. Give, uh, yeah, give forgiveness. Right. Okay. So here's the hard part is that there are the emotions mm-hmm. that don't necessarily. So I can the look at you. emotions don't follow the words. Words. My mind can have great intentions to like reconcile, but man, can my emotions be like heated and mm-hmm. so can hers. Yeah. I get it. Let's just put it that way. I think everybody gets it. You understand what right. it means when you're married to somebody. Because the question actually goes on and says, when I mess up and make my spouse upset, I apologize and ask for forgiveness. My spouse often withholds forgiveness until they're no longer angry for what I did. Sounds like there's a little more going on here than... Yeah. So yeah. why don't we do this, Tim? Could you make a distinction between forgiveness and reconciliation? And let's throw a third category in, the person's emotions. Yes. We have to be careful that we get the cart in front, not in front of the horse, but the horse in front of the cart. You mean the chicken inside of the egg, not the chicken outside of the yeah. egg? Yeah. I mean, back if in. you want to put it that way. Okay, gotcha. So what I'm meaning by that is we are expected, biblically, we are to forgive. And forgive means to release the person from uh, retaliation, forgive them for what they've done and not hold that against them. So that means there, if I'm going to be the forgiver— there has to be release. There has to be release. Emotional and, release, yeah. relational, re- like just release. And just let me chase that just a little bit. Here's what I've seen happen in, in people's lives. Someone will wrong an individual. A husband or a wife will wrong each other. Or, uh, and usually the deeper the family relationship or the friendship relationship, the deeper the wound, the deeper the, the hurt and the it shouldn't be this way, but it often is. It's the most reluctant to be for uh, for the person to forgive. They hurt me. They're my wife. They're my spouse. They're my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad. They hurt me, and it's going to take me longer to forgive them. And they they go into the forgiveness mindset with that uh, dynamic in in mind. It's going to take yeah. me longer to forgive them because the wound is so bad. It, it hurts so bad. And honestly, the security of the relationship allows more carnality. Yeah. Like if I know you're not going to divorce me or leave me, I can be angry as long as I want to be. Whereas mm-hmm. with a friend, I have to get over it quick because 
they might not want to be my friend yeah. if I keep acting in like this. Relationship my wife's stuck so, with me. And so I've seen what happens. And when we say forgive, that is to release the person from that wrong. We have to do that mentally. We have to say that verbally, but the emotions will follow just like the cart should follow the horse. But here's what happens. People don't forgive. And, and I've seen this in real life. I've seen it work out. A person is wronged. The wronging person, the person who has committed the infraction goes to the person that they've wronged and they say, you know what? They own it. They, they fall on, as we say, fall on the sword and say, you know what? I was totally wrong. What I did to you, how I said that, my actions, I am wrong. Would you forgive me? And then the person who should be the one to forgive says, well, I'll have to think about it. And so they hold on to the emotion. They hold on to the hurt. And over time, and this is what the Bible is really talking about, is that that root of unforgiveness turns into a root of bitterness. Mm -hmm. And it really puts the one that won't forgive in their own self-made prison. Mm. And it just, it, it wells up into them and, and really turns into something pretty sour and some pretty nasty uh, feelings that could have been just let go, mm. but it's not. Now, the next step that, that I mentioned was reconciliation. Reconciliation is, <laughs> is a step that needs to follow, which is now let's see if we can make it right. If we can, you know what, you wronged me or I wronged you, I own it as the wrong, the person who's done the wrong, you confess it, you own it and say, you know what, I, I've, I've wronged you, please forgive me. And then there is a, a reciprocatory forgiveness. It is like, you know what, I've done things like that too. I understand, you know, we're all sinful. We all make mistakes. And the forgiveness and the uh, reconciliation happens. And that is really the biblical model of us being forgiven. We're forgiven because Christ has paid for our, the penalty for our sin. He has reconciled us to God because our sin is really ultimately sinning against God, and he's the one that's made it right. The emotional piece sometimes is the biggest uh, thing to get over, and it's the emotion of we're all sinners, and we all make mistakes, and we have the tendency because of our personality and because of the way we're wired to make the same mistakes over and over again, and it's that is the beauty of what Christ has done for us. If I've wronged you in a certain way, Michael, I am more likely to wrong you in the future in the same way, with the same words or the same actions. And what happens is the person, in this case, you would say, well, how many times am I going to really forgive you? You keep making the same mistake. You keep saying certain words to me. How often am I going to forgive you? Well, we have the example of that. Jesus told Peter 70 times seven basically in an indefinite amount of time, if there's true repentance, there's true confession, there is no reason why there can't be true forgiveness and the emotion released. So can I flip the question? Sure. What if the question was, should I expect someone to forgive me right away if I cheated on my spouse. Now there's that. So let's take everything you said and just now heighten it a okay. hundred degrees. Yep. Okay. Take it all the way up. So you have a request for forgiveness, which can be granted, mm -hmm. 
But what has now been severed is trust. Yep, that's where I was going to go. What you also have is an unreconciled relationship. Here's what I mean. So depending on the severity of the sin, you can commit to forgiveness, but it does not mean that all of a sudden your emotions go away, trust is restored, and the relationship is where it was. No. So part of reconciliation is bringing the relationship back to where it was. And I would say, rather than seeing forgiveness as a, a moment, sometimes it is. It depends on the depth of, of the of the infraction. It's often a process. Right. So when I look at my spouse and I say, I forgive you, it does not mean trust is restored, we are back to normal, reconciled, mm-hmm. and that I don't feel over this. Right. And I do think that every infraction requires grief on the one who has been hurt. There's a loss of expectation, a wound that has to be just grieved over. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that grief process can take a second. But the deeper the infraction and the more constant the infractions, the deeper the grief process goes. And so I I would look at forgiveness as a commitment to the process and a promise to not punish. I will no longer punish you Mm -hmm. and I will begin the process of reconciliation. Yes. Now. If it is a light infraction, then the process of reconciliation can happen in one second and the grief process can happen in one second. If it's adultery, we're talking often a multi-year process Mm -hmm. of reconciliation, trust rebuilding, and emotions leveling out to a degree. It's clear from the guy's question. uh, I think it's a dude. feels like it's a guy. (laughs) It's clear from this person's question that it's... We're not talking about huge issues. We're just talking like there are just kerfuffles in marriages that are really intense. But I'm just thinking... Um, through the, I'm, I'm reading this and listening to us, the lens of people who've gone through extreme sure. trauma and um, forgiveness for me would be the commitment to no longer punish and the commitment to positively move towards rebuilding of trust. That's right. But you can't have all those things happen until you commit to forgiveness. Right. And, and so that's why the forgiveness has to be granted on the front end for the rest of these things to fall into place. Yeah. The misnomer is that if I forgive them, then I have to act like it never happened. And that's, and that's just not. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's no. how God forgives. Yeah. We, but we, sort of. I mean, yeah. he doesn't punish us out of it, but like he's also not technically like he's not out of his mind. <laughs> he's he's not dumb. Often people think that they've apologized or they've asked for forgiveness when maybe they haven't. And so this is how I walk people, a couples through this or individuals through this. If you've wronged someone, the way that you apologize, a true biblical apology is you own it. You say, Michael, what I did to you last night or what I said to you, you, you own the very specific thing that you said or did. You acknowledge it. You confess it. That's biblical confession. I said to you X, Y, Z. That is wrong. I was wrong for doing that. I'm sorry I hurt you. And I will work towards not doing that again. And then there's a little piece that people think, well, that's an apology. It's progress, but it's not an apology. What you say to them is, look, I am going to work to restore our relationship to what it should be. I would ask you, please consider forgiving me. Please forgive me so we can we can make things right. And so an apology is really asking for that reconciliation process to begin, to ask the other person, I don't expect you to immediately have our relationship restored to what it should be, but let's see if we can make it better than it was before. Will you work with me? Will you forgive me so we can work towards that? And there's been times that my wife and I've had arguments, we've hurt each other, and 
I've had to say this, and I think she's right when she said, you know what? I want to forgive you. I want to move towards this. But right now, it's a process. Well, if I'm the person asking the question, I feel like we answered it. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier. <laughs> Good luck, dude. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we help. Yeah. Or ma'am. Man, I am looking at our question for tomorrow, and I don't know where we're going to go with this. Here's our question for tomorrow, Michael. What do the angels have to do with head coverings? Everything. Oh, my goodness. Everything. <laughs> Everything.